Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Morenita a deep dive into the Latinx experience. With Morenita, we want to create a community and a shared space with you while sharing knowledge and inspiration. This show is about celebrating our culture with guests who exemplify the best of us. I'm Darlene Castillo, y te invito. Mi gente, today you are going to hear something a bit different. This week, I'm the one in the hot seat That's right, I am the one getting interviewed and the one getting asked all the questions. I had the honor of being on Amigas Get Money podcast that was led by my girl and fellow Latina, Danielle Romolaru. On Amigas Get Money, we are talking about the money, honey. If you ever wanted to know more about me, here is your chance. And if you ever wanted to know how I keep my money together, you definitely need to continue listening to this one. Now, look, I get it. Conversations about money can also be a bit daunting, a bit nerve-wracking, and a bit vulnerable. But that's exactly why I think this conversation is so necessary. We need to learn so we can continue teaching others in our community so we can become knowledgeable and stronger together. You're going to get an inside look of my day-to-day -day life, how I juggle all of the pots on my stove, and how I've been learning about finances and handling my multiple sources of income. Coming from a household of a hardworking mother who pulled herself up throughout her career has been the example that I had around me and still have around me. I believe that when we are confronted with extremely difficult situations, it's all about how we process the situation and find the solution. It's how do you get yourself back on your own two feet? And how do you put one foot in front of the other? Well, keep listening to find out how I did it and how I am still doing it. Te invito. Thank you so much, Darlin, for being on the podcast. If somebody were to ask you or were to like wonder, like, what does a typical day for you look like? Because I hear singer, actress, podcaster, educator, student. I feel like there are like seasons of different things that you focus on, but like, what does a typical day look like for you? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's such a weird answer, but it's like, I don't know, because it's so different. Like every day is different. There's like, you know, Mondays are usually the days that I would want to do my podcasting interviews. Um, I have my team like schedule my interviews like back to back. And I love having, I love doing the podcast interviews like in one sitting because I just love once I have one conversation and I'm flowing, I'm like, cool, I'm ready for the next one. I'm ready to flow it out. Um, so I love having, that's something that I'm learning about myself. Um, so like, that's my Mondays, but you know, it's, it's really crazy because I, I'll get, I mean, it's just been so weird after COVID, uh, as well. Cause prior to COVID I was on tour with Hamilton. So, um, I was doing, uh, I was playing Peggy Schuyler, uh, Mariah Reynolds in Hamilton, the Philip company. And, um, when I'm in a show, it's just more structured. You know, I'm like, I don't, you know, we have rehearsal or we have our shows at night. I don't have to wear like so many hats, you know, because also it's like I get a little comfortable in the role and I get a little comfortable in the placement of everything. And obviously, you know, when you're in a number one show in the world, you're getting paid really nice too. So, um, you know, but even when I was in Hamilton, I was, I was, I mean, I, I, I was kind of crazy. Actually, I would, all my vacations I used to travel back to New York, um, have some shows at, uh, Rockwood, which is like a really cool concert venue. And, you know, I would use all my vacation days to go do something else, like shoot my music video, uh, go to the studio in LA or, you know, things like that. So I, I just don't know how to sit down, I guess. <laughs> I can um, relate. <laughs> just, I just, I've always felt, you know, I've always been really independent and like, you know, my mom and my father and my stepfather, they really raised me to like be a hustler, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I very much had that mentality and that vibe around me, you know, while growing up. I really hate People like always think like, oh, actors are poor. Like, you know, that mm. if you're not, if you're not Meryl Streep. Starving Street, actor. Yeah. You're- yeah. And I'm like, actually, like, I'm okay. Like, um, I have a nice car, you know, like I, I got a Benz for my first car. Like, you know, girls keeping her receipts. Girl is learning how to invest. Girl is learning how to yeah. keep it together. Um, and also like you have to in this, in this industry, you can't just do one thing. You have to be multifaceted. What's the word? Multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. Multifaceted. Yes. I think it's on, actually that word is on my website and I <laughs> did not know how to pronounce it. Um, you can totally use this, Danielle, if you want to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, you know, you have to be like, cause if you aren't, then you might be a starving actor, you know? Yeah. And you said a lot. So I kind of want to, I want to break it up. Cause I, I want to talk about being on a show, being on a, like Hamilton, but I also kind of want to go back to childhood you. So yeah. you said you were raised with this, like, you need to be a hustler like this. There is no other way. So what, how, like what influences, like, were your parents like, you know, hustling themselves? Did you see that? Did you witness it? Are you an only child? Like, what was that mm-hmm. dynamic for you? So um, I am an only child uh, with my mom and my father. I do have two um, other half brothers. Um my, I have an older one. I'm not like too close with him. Um, I think he lives in Florida. And my younger half brother, he lives uh, just really like near me. So I've always wanted to keep a relationship with him because I didn't have that, you know, with my older half brother. So I kind of want to like keep that big sister vibe for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, when I was an only child, I mean, I didn't grow up, you know, with them around and, and things like that. So yes, I'm an only child. And um 
I mean, my parents came to this country when they were like young, you know, so my mom came from the Dominican Republic when she was 14. Um, she has a book out about her life, actually. It's called Dominican Dream, American Reality. It's what? really good. Your book. mom yeah, wrote my, a my book? Mom, my mom's a writer. Yeah. So my mom, okay. my mom is a, um, is a writer. Uh, she's a, she just retired from the DOE. Um, she used to be one of the big wigs over there. Um, but you know, my mom, uh, let's talk about my mom. Let's talk about moms first. Cause I feel like they're <laughs> the glue. They're the stick, um, for everything. Uh, you know, she came here when she was 14, didn't know much English, but went and got her PhD, her doctorate in English, her PhD in English. So it's just like such a metaphorical, like every time I say that about my mom, I'm like, that's the best way to describe her. You know, she's yeah. like, I can't speak English, so I'm going to go and get like the highest level <laughs> of something in something that I couldn't speak very well. Yes. Um, which is what she did. She got her doctorate from NYU um, in English and, you know, she went on to work for the DOE and and work her butt off. You know, she's a principal, like started off as a teacher, a principal and, you know, worked her way up to like working with the chancellor and everything like that. So, you know, she I've I've never seen my mom like take a back seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's always driving. She's always like, so that's the first, you know, example of female, you know, in my life. And I'm like, she's like a goddess, you know? Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> like that. I think our, the influences that our mothers or grandmothers have on ours are huge. And so the fact that like you saw your mom go out and like get a PhD and like she was 14 when she moved to this country, you're like, well, I can do whatever the hell I want too. Like, yeah. I'm going to take that energy and like quadruple it because like there is no excuse for me. Exactly. And I think my mom's always, and also like, it's really great. I've had tremendous support, like my entire career, my entire life. Yeah. That's what I was going to um, ask you. Like, I guess your parents were like, what did they say when you chose like this creative route for yourself? I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I remember, well, I don't remember much of this night, but my mom does. She tells the story all the time. But uh, I was five years old and I got to open up for Yolanda Adams, which is a famous gospel singer. Um, I went to this like Christian private school, like my pre-Ks and things like that. And I guess it went really well. And there were like, I just remember like swarms of people coming towards me. And my mom kind of said, you know, I looked over at her and I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And my mom was like, okay, like, that's nice. <laughs> but then, you know, she was plugging me into, I've always wanted to do some dancing, gymnastics. I was, I was trying everything as a child. Um, and I was really fortunate too, because we, it's like a weird thing. My, my mom and my father got divorced. And in, especially like in the Latin culture, like, you know, there's some stereotypes of like, oh, the men leaves and the women single and raising all the yeah. kids and this and that that wasn't really the case. Um, I mean, my, my dad is like my best friend to this day also. Um, and my stepdad is my best friend to this day as well. So I, I kind of lucked out and I have a two dads and my mom, you know, um, yeah. and also my dad remarried, you know, so his wife is lovely and that's another person that supports me and is, and cares so much. So, um, you know, at one point though, my mom was a single mom in that mindset and, you know, obviously divorces can be messy in the beginning you know, like we, there is a, a, a year or two, I think it was more a year where, you know, she couldn't buy me like my favorite popcorn or she couldn't buy me like snacks and things like that. Like we would go to the grocery store and, and I realized like we didn't go school shopping that year, you know, like I was like, what am I going to wear on the first day of school? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what you wore on the last day. I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out which is a weird year. That was a weird, weird year. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, my, my aunt would watch me and help my mom with her schedule because she was just working for the DOE, like running things and then running things at home. Um, so that was a weird year. Uh, and I was so young, I didn't know like what was happening or anything. Um, but my stepdad then enter our lives and, you know, the divorce was kind of more settled and, they're adults. They have to work through their own, their yeah. own shit. So, um, she did. And, you know, we all, we all were a collective family. <laughs> yes. Are you going to say happy? Like, 
No. A collective but. family. Everyone still can come together and watch me in a show and smile yeah. and all those things. So um, that's always, that's always, that's, that's always been me. Like ever since I was younger, like I was always like that. Like I, that's how they would, that's how they would find peace. They would come to the shows because I'm like, we have to go to dinner now. Yeah. All of us. <laughs> oh my God. Little peacemaker here. <laughs> yes. I try. I'm a Libra. So oh, balance. Yes. And so now like switching over to you and like your roles that you've played and especially with getting Hamilton, like somebody who sees that they're like, how, how is that like possible? How does one find those opportunities? But you clearly like this didn't happen overnight for you. Like since you were a child, you've been, you know, whether it was different classes or just your mom, like taking you to different shows and, and plays, you've been doing this, but I guess what moment do you say, okay, I'm ready to like get found or to audition for something so big like that, especially because like, I know for, for that, um, I guess, what do you, is it like the, that segment of Hamilton or that play in Puerto Rico was a big deal. Like a yeah. lot of people were talking about it. So how does that opportunity like come to the table? You kind of have to come to a point in your life, I think, when you put like those blindfolds on. Is it called blindfolds? No, it's like the blindsiders, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, where you're just like, (laughs) okay, focus on nothing else but that. Zone in. Yeah, that zoning in feeling. And I grew up in, I I mentioned, you know, I'm I'm a New Yorker. I'm born and bred and and I was born in the Bronx, but we, my mom didn't want me to go to school in the city because she worked for the DOE of New York City. And she was like... (laughs) We're not going to do that. No. Isn't that funny? Um, yeah. So, you know, we moved to Rockland County, which is like about 45 minutes up north from, you know, the city, 45 minutes an hour. And um, my parents got divorced and my family's in the city. So, you know, I, I feel like I also was raised in Inwood in, the, in Washington Heights because that's where my, my family's all there. And I would come out there a week and go back to Rockland for a yeah. week and go back, you know, do the back and forth kind of thing. Um, but just to get right to your question, um, I think because I grew up, I grew up very like well rounded, like maybe not round, maybe rounded's not the right word, like well cultured. My mom like made sure to to expose me to as much as she could. So yeah, I went to school in Rockland County. I was like the only Dominican. I was the only brown, like Latina. Like you were either Mexican, white, or black. Like, and then I came in and they were like, she's black, but she speaks Spanish. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second, <laughs> what's going on here? So I was exposed to racism like a, at a very early age. And I was not only that, but I was exposed to racism like and my talent and things like that were taken away from me. Uh, for example, um, there's a tradition, you know, the, uh, and I'm going to put my, my, my school on blast. Uh, Suffer. I went to Suffern uh, High School and Suffern Middle School, and I'll never forget this moment because it was such a pivotal moment of my life. There's a tradition where the understudies get the main role the next year for their final year. Like it's very High School Musical, but yeah, <laughs> that was the trajectory. That was the 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 vibe. That's that's everybody. It's like an unspoken rule, right? So I get the understudy the year before, and you know, obviously looking forward to that next year. And they they gave me that one liner, you know, this one liner role. And I was like, I was embarrassed. It was like this, we, and like everybody looked at the list and they were like, wait, like. That's not supposed I? to be. Yeah. So it was like this. And, you know, obviously there was like a scandal, the mm-hmm. high school musical theater scandal at the time. And um, 
I remember I got home and I told my mom and my mom was like, absolutely not. She like yeah. called the school. She got her like big mama pants on. And she was like, what is going on? And they literally told my mom, they were like, oh, she just talks too much. Like she's just, she's a, sometimes she's a disruption. Okay. And my mom was like, I'm not talking about that. We're talking about how this works usually. And why is this di- so different this year? Right. And they were just like, oh, well, some, it's not always the case. You know, it was that kind of thing. And I remember my mom being like, you know, obviously feeling defeated because there was no real answer she could give her little brown daughter. Like, mm-hmm. besides, it was the first moment where I was like, that's the world. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, you don't have to do the show. Like, you really don't. And I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking do the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm doing it. And I'll do it with a smile. And I'll do my job. And I mean, you know, now I'm an adult and I'm like, no, that wouldn't happen the same way. But um, uh, it was a really like pivotal moment for me when I was little because I was like, okay, it was like, this is the real world. This could happen. Like things sometimes don't go as planned, right? How can I adjust and like have the best, the best year that I can have with my friends? You know, like it was kind of that, but that really trans transferred into my life. Like you know, I don't want to say like my expectations and things like that, how I've limited them, but it's just like, I, I can't get tied up like in the negative. Like I've never been that kind of person. Yeah. So if something doesn't work out, I'm about like solutions, find a solution. What is the solution? I don't sit and ponder about the problem. I literally am like, how do I get to the, to closer to that solution? Right. And I make it happen. And that's really like with Hamilton. I mean, I was going in for that show for a very long time. I actually was about to leave the industry. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Um, I got to do the show Lion King. Um, and that was my first like big show. Um, and I learned a lot. You know, um, I also learned that like, you know, working for Disney is not like the happiest place on earth. <laughs> um, but I learned a lot and it's it's a it was an epic show, Lion King, and it was crazy to talk about Lion King because I was in finals for Hamilton. I was in finals for so many shows at the same time, and then I ended up booking oh. Lion King. And that's kind of how our industry works. Yeah. When you get to that point, you know, you find yourself like, all right, like I went in for six Broadway shows. Which one did I get? Mm-hmm. One or none is usually the answer. <laughs> um, but I was in finals for all these amazing shows and Lion King happened and I had a really hard time. Like it was, you know, I was really young. It was my first time, like like fully going away and like financially, like everything, just all of that. And me find like finally making like six figures, you know, at this young age. And I didn't know what I was doing. Like I did not know what I was doing. I felt so lost. And I always say this, like they don't prepare actors on the business side of things. Right. And they don't prepare us for the reality and the truths of the industry. And especially when you're a person of color, it's a completely different scenario. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, 
and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And so how did you finally, like either teach yourself or like, did you have a mentor? At what point were you like, okay, I know I'm making six figures and I need to do something with that money. Mm -hmm. um, I hate to say it, <laughs> but I mean, I, I got the smartest about my money right before COVID, which is a blessing because it helped me tremendously uh, through COVID. But you know, like my first year of Hamilton, I was living in San Francisco. It's very expensive out there. And um, I was enjoying like the fruits of my labor. I was like, yeah. finally, like, we're not working, you know, uh, babysitting jobs and hustling in the city and auditioning left and right. Like, now I'm getting like a massage before the show and, <laughs> and <laughs> things like that. And running around, you know, still obviously in a certain in a certain whatever the capacity that I could do while doing the show. But um it was that second year of doing Hamilton. That's when I really was like, after looking at my finances, I was like, hmm, I should have more money. <laughs> there should be more in here. And I'll never forget how mad I was. Like three months, because I was in for three months and then COVID hit that March. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. 
So there was three months where I was on the new tour and I was like living this whole new different life. I would still treat myself. Like I would still go out after the show, you know, get wings, have a glass of wine. Like I would still do that, but I kind of changed my daily schedule. I mean, I was cooking at home and eating at home more, which is such a huge, <laughs> such a huge help. Um, and I was starting to like read some books about investing and which I've always had like a an interest in. It just seemed so foreign and so scary because we just don't, we don't know. Right. We don't learn that in school. And then our parents also, you know, being immigrants don't, are also still learning themselves. And so, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you know, my stepdad would talk a little bit about investing and making sure I put 10% this downside and all this stuff. So um, I had this like, like every time I heard about it, I would have like this like buzzing feeling like, ooh, hmm, interesting, curiosity. Um, and it wasn't until like when COVID hit where I was like, okay, we got to do something. Like I have $10,000 in my savings here. I have this amount of money here. Like I need to start. I'm worried because now I really don't know what's going to happen. This is not even like I had my friends being like, oh, this is going to be like three months. And I was like, no, this is going to be more. And I was trying to prepare for that, you know? So obviously the first step of like Robin Hood and all of those good ones. Um, and uh, and also I met my boyfriend right before COVID and he is a, um, he's a Marine um, and he's also an investor. So his, his um, spiel is he buys property by marine bases and he knows mm-hmm. he's going to have tenants because the base is there and yeah. there will be marines. So, um I learned a lot from him and all of his like knowledge and like how and not to like put him on blast like too much but like you know like they don't really make they're not out here making six figures. Yeah. So in my mind I'm looking at him and I'm like I'm how sorry. Did you do it? How did you do that? And he's like and and you know he actually was like this is the problem with not only he's like not only like with your your industry, but also like with the sports industry. That's why these mm. kids get injured, right? They make all this money and then they have nothing to show for it at yeah. the end because they didn't invest it. They didn't invest in property, right. and then they're like they're working these odd jobs, you know. And he's like, well, first, like you know, we should you know get maybe like a financial advisor. So I you know did some searching and I talked to some friends and my friends had financial advisors and I'm like, you never told me that. And they're like, yes, yeah, we need to normalize those conversations. That's what I'm talking about. That's the other thing because now when somebody's like asking me anything, like, oh my God, you guys got like your house and like, how does Andres do the property thing? I'm like, listen, call him. He would love to talk to you. Yeah. You actually, you should, you should actually have him on your podcast, Danielle. He is so informative. Like I've learned the most about money, this whole, this whole relationship. <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's how I started. I started by talking about it with people, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what it's like normalizing that conversation. Yeah. We should be talking. And I had a friend be like, How'd you guys like, how'd you get your car and like all that stuff? Like it's been the pandemic. And I'm like, I've been investing. I've been doing Robin Hood. I've been learning. I've been like trying to get a vibe of some certain things. And I know Robin Hood, I'm still like at step like one. I haven't really gotten to the deep end of everything. Um, and that's just because I just don't have like that. I don't have Hamilton, right? Like I don't have mm-hmm. that consistent check coming in coming every Thursday. In, right? um, now I'm like, 
I'm out here like getting 10 checks a week. So I'm working here and working there and doing that and doing that. And it's, it's great. It's, it's great. You know, I'm like, I'm about to go do a show. So I get to go sit down for a little bit for the next five months. Um, in, in, uh, in Atlanta and long wharf in Baltimore. So, um, I get to kind of have some, some consistency. Right. Um, so I'm excited for that. And like, now it's time to shift, shift my finances around because yeah. of that, you know? So I think wherever you are in you, in your life, like financially, like it's important to just have these conversations. Even if you, even if you have like only, you know, uh, if, like 10 bucks in your account, like eventually the, the information is going to be valuable. Eventually it's going to be needed. Exactly. And I think also when we have the conversations about what we can and cannot do with certain friends, like we start making it comfortable for them to be like, yeah, you know what? I couldn't also go to dinner for that place. Like, let's do something that's a little cheaper. And so your friends will also start feeling like, oh, okay, like, let me figure out what's going on with my money. And I think there's this one quote that's like, um, you are the people that you surround yourself with, or like the five most people are like your sphere of influence, right? And so if the people around you are being better with their money or investing or doing that, like you will learn from them. You will exactly mirror what they're doing. And so I think, yeah, we need to not feel uncomfortable about saying like, I have student loan debt, I have X, Y, and Z, and like, I'm working through it, but I want to get to this point. So I hope you are join me in this journey as I do that. I want to ask you one final question because I think you are multi-passionate. You are somebody who loves all, a lot of different things. And so my question to you as another multi-passionate person is how do you keep all of your interest kind of balanced out? And how do you make sure that like you are always like finding joy in what you're doing? Because yeah, there's just like a lot of things we want to be doing maybe all at once, but we can't do it all at once. So how do you kind of manage all of your different passions? I don't, I need an assistant. My email is, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for real, that is a feeling that I'm having. I'm like, oh my God, like I make these jokes with, um, with my production team, like my friends. And I'm like, remember the good old days when like they, I don't know if they still do this now, but like they would hire those like college kids, like, and they paid like the college kids, like a hundred dollars a week to like come and intern somewhere and like just be an assistant or something. I've been like so on edge about putting something out on Craigslist. I don't know if anybody uses Craigslist anymore, but um, I'm really showing my age on that one. So uh, <laughs> you can so, put it on um, your Instagram. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I try to like set, I feel like many people have said this. I try to set like small goals for myself in the day. Like I'm like, Darren, like make the bed. <laughs> Like, let's make, make sure you eat. Okay. Like, that's like literally how I talk to myself. Like I talk to myself like a child. Like I'm like, okay, do you, what do you like? Okay. Is it like, are you fasting today? What are we doing today? And okay. What's on the schedule? Like, you know, I'm a very big calendar person. So, um, I have also like, I'm like my mother. Oh my God. I just realized <laughs> I have like seven, eight journals around with like scribbles and things all over and, and, and just notices and things. And so I can be like really organized, but I can be extremely disorganized. Um, but the one thing I try, like the one thing I'm learning this year is like to really be kind to myself, like no lie. Like I've woken up and been like, you know, I just don't feel like I want to do something like something in my, in my schedule today. I just don't really feel called for it. You know what? Mm -hmm let me reschedule and let me like 
let me adjust because I need to, I think being aware of yourself and being aware of like your mental health, being aware of like where your spirit is, like it's so important. It's It's so so important. important. I've been working through that too, like in therapy and also like with running a business, like you kind of have to have a presence on social media, but I haven't been feeling passionate about posting every day on my feed and I don't because it's not calling me. I feel that. I mean, I, if I, I mean, the only reason I got social media was because Hamilton, like before that I had like 800 followers and I was perfectly fine with that. I was like, that's great. And then Hamilton was like 6,000. I'm like, Oh God, I have to do things now. Um, but I've, yeah, I've like let go of that, like burden. I'm like, there's times I don't post for like a, a week, you know, and I'm sure like my production team is like post more or this or that, or my manager's like, did you post that? And like, no, I didn't. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> They'll be more excited when it does, when it's like when I do post something. But I just listening to yourself, I mean, I have a tattoo on my collarbone that says always trust your voice. And like, that's my mantra. We don't congratulate ourselves on like our small victories and our, our just our victories, period. Like there's, I remember like before you know, and I was really going through it after Lion King and like really trying to find my place in the industry. I just was like, I was doing too, like, it was almost like I was just doing things. And then like, I didn't even like that gap of my life is such a blur because I was not aware of like, of where I was, like where my spirit was. Like I, um, like I decided to, I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop drinking for a little bit and like take a step back because I just really want to like, again, zone in, like really be focused. And, you know, my friends are partying and, you know, the 20s, the good old mid 20s. <laughs> um, and you're figuring things out, you know. Um, but I, I I just find like removing the things that don't make you feel good in the moment, you know. Yeah. And that could be anything. Like I said, it could be food. It could be alcohol. It could be people. You know, you mm-hmm. got to like, you got to clear out clear out the things in your life that just don't serve you. And then you have to be aware of that, you know? Exactly. You You have to be present. You can't Mm -hmm. just like go on with the motions of things because that's how you've been doing it. Yeah. And I I will say my circle is like the smallest it's ever been, but like the happiest I've ever been, like seriously. So that whole like mentality of you need to have this next YZ, like it's so, it's phony. It's not real. You need to have like what is good for you you know? Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we're going to close off, but before we do, can you please um, share with everybody where they can follow you, follow along with your journey, your next show? I know you said sometimes you show up on Instagram, but like, tell us where's the best place. So I'm on Instagram. I'm more of an Instagrammer. Um, I mean, does anybody use Facebook anymore? No. (laughs) Um, So my Instagram is at Darylin Melody. That's D-A-R-I-L-Y-N-M-E-L-O-D-Y. And um, my Instagram for my podcast, I know I have two Instagrams. It's so hard, you guys. Um, (laughs) It's called at Morenita Podcast. Um, So that's Morenita spelled M-O-R-E-N-I-T-A podcast. Yes. And I will link all of that in the description so people can just find it easily. Um, But thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. 
Morenita is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.